0: You're not allowed to come until I tell you to come. That's that's what I'm asking about, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's that's like, <laughs> so you enjoy those, the first five minutes everyone skips past. I love that bit! Eating piranhas, a <laughs> creepy uncle, firearms, and then the, the final product, someone is going to whip their dick out to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some random magazine from the store that wasn't even porn, man. Like the Sears catalog. I'll, I'll make it work. I think Donald Trump was one of the best things to happen. Interesting. Take a breath, make her beg for it. Only give her the tip. Mm-hmm. The secret of the porn industry is I think it saves marriages. Mm.
1: <laughs> You've done the thing that every man secretly jumped of doing.
0: I'm glad you said that. Cause there's a whole lot of people online who throw hate at me, who pretend like that's not the truth. All right, Sterling Cooper, right. man. Welcome <laughs> bro. Is that
1: your birth name? That's the first question I got for no, you. No, it's not. That was a stage name. It's a stage name, bro. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, I was going to be like, I'm kind of jealous of your name because like, it's like a James Bond <laughs> name or, or just
0: like a porn name. Bro, it's but too, it's, that's too cool of a name to be real.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I was jealous, man, because I started my YouTube. A lot of people are like, oh, just use your name. My name's David DeLos Moreno. So I was like, no one's ever going to find my YouTube. People are going to be like, oh, David something. I never could find it. Right. All right. So yeah. it,
0: was- I know, it was funny. I, I came up with that name, oddly enough. I came up with it by like a poll. I polled uh-huh. like all the women I was sleeping with at the time. <laughs> and I was like, "Which of these?" I had like five different names to pick from, and I was like, "Which of these sounds cooler or sounds sexier?" And they all picked that one,
1: which was the runner-up.
0: Uh, something like Alex something. I can't remember. It was ages ago. Alex. A something. long time ago.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, but Sterling like, Cooper. It sounds. It doesn't sound really. You're Australian, yeah, but it, yeah, it sounds kind of British, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Okay. That's
0: kind of what I was going. I was kind of what I was going for, like the whole uh-huh. British, like James Bond wearing suits kind of thing. Uh-huh. And That's kind of how I dressed when I was when I was shooting as well. So it kind of fit perfectly. It it all fit together. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Now you're the only Australian I've met, This is
0: ever. Well, not maybe
1: not met ever. Okay, but I lived in Boston, didn't okay. know any Australians. Yeah. Lived in Texas, didn't know any Australians. Marbella, you're the only Australian I know here as well. Is oh. it? Is it the, like y'all are like? Because Americans a lot of times just don't leave the U.S. too much. Is That's it true. similar?
0: No, we travel a lot.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, we don't go. To, we don't go to America very much though. Mm. <clears throat> Australians go a lot to like Southeast Asia, South America. England and mainland. you'll see a lot of Australians through mainland. Mainland Europe. Yeah. Maybe my bay is just too much of it of like a rich town mm. to attract Australians because Australians but, tend to do like budget travel.
1: But a lot. isn't Australia super like? Isn't Sydney one of like the more expensive cities in the world?
0: Australia is expensive, man. Yeah. People don't realize how like cost of living yeah, in Australia yeah, yeah. is way higher than America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like our minimum wage is way higher. So that's that yeah, causes yeah. that all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah like people come to australia like as backpackers and they they just stack cash because we pay quite well for like a basic you know basic like you know weight staff working on a farm whatever that stuff yeah we pay well so we get lots of english backpackers new zealand backpackers um like some south americans Southeast asians they come in they work for like a year or two yeah. stack that cash and then they go home okay and then australians yeah. i guess when they
1: leave australia they just want to they want to travel cheap they're, they're sick of paying the money in Australia. Yeah,
0: it's kind of like that. Yeah, we we because this is the, we have this gap year culture, yeah. so we'll. Australians will typically take a gap year between after they finish either high school or when they finish university. Okay. They'll spend a year just traveling. All right. And they'll, and they'll they'll get a backpack and they'll be super budget and they'll like travel through Europe or they'll do like some kind of tour through there or they'll do it in South America or they'll do it in Southeast Asia. Mm. It's a very, very typical thing. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. Americans do not have that no. at all. Totally No, different. no, no. No, sometimes
1: those, you do like a year abroad when you're at university. Right. Like I studied in Spain when I was at university, but... I don't know why I haven't met any Australians now. Anyway, I'm happy to know one of them.
0: Good, (laughs) feel my country proud. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm probably like the. I'm honestly probably the least Australian Australian you'll meet. You have the Australian accent. Okay, cool. So, what makes you less Australian? Like, I don't surf. Okay, I. I don't don't wear like Tang singlets and like. (laughs) uh plug uh like flip-flops all day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of I, I enunciate. Mm. I I have a deep vocabulary. Yeah. It's a little bit different from
1: yeah. you know. But you have like a very big the stereotype. St- you stereotype. have a big sense of humor though, right? And the, it's funny because when I see you on social media, you don't seem like someone. Obviously if you watch your clips, you see it, but you have like a very masculine like serious, maybe it's like the bald head with the beard, but <laughs> but then I meet you and you laugh you laugh a lot. I actually saw I saw you one clip where you were talking about like you like you like intentionally will choose to laugh, right? Because like it feels good.
0: Yeah, I love to laugh, bro. I, like like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see the point in living life and not like enjoying every every aspect you can about it. Mm. And to me, like laughter is one of the most beautiful things in life, man. Like if you make me laugh, I ain't gonna like hold that shit back. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna just let it go. I love it. I love it, man. And my maybe that's because I grew up like that. My family's like that. Everyone likes to chuckle and have a laugh and make each other laugh. Yeah. Is that so, is that uh, Australian culture you think? That's definitely Australian. Okay. I think that, that's very I think in, the English are very like that too. Australians and English are very similar in that regard.
1: Maybe people in the US are a bit too serious. I think they maybe, are. Man. Maybe. I yeah, I, yeah. I
0: think Americans are like a little bit not trying to insult Americans, but yeah. at least when it comes to their sense of humor, they're a lot more guarded. Yeah. Than the Australians and the English are. If yeah. an Australian or an English person likes you, they'll be insulting you within about 2 minutes of meeting you. Yeah. Like, immediately, uh-huh. you know, calling you a dickhead or whatever. You yeah, yeah, like yeah. Pretty coarse language. But, yeah, you, you don't want to do that with an American.
1: you think to take it the wrong they'll way. They'll take it the wrong way. Yeah, you know, Especially someone from Boston. Yeah. So, well, Boston's like the Irish culture, which I guess maybe is different than the British culture. Yeah. But Irish, the Irish I know here laugh yeah. a lot. they love it. The people in Boston are cold, man. Have you been to Boston or not? Boston I haven't been. Uh. I've been in New York. But similar, same attitude. Similar, yeah. yeah. Similar attitude. It's so. kind of like the... Uh, he, like, be, but we were just talking about like like these words like uh, influencer, or alpha male. But like, when people talk about like the sigma male, I feel like that's something that's like romanticized by guys now. And like the idea is like like going around looking like serious everywhere you go, right? Being the guy in the corner who's just serious.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny about that, right? Yeah. Is that you'll post. Let's as a hypothetical, or not hypothetical, and a real example, real world yeah. example. If I post like some photos on like on my Instagram or something, mm. or on my Twitter or something like that, I've seen female influencers comment and say it's okay guys you can smile to like guys mm. like me or my friends or mm. like when we post photos of us with like a serious face yeah and i'm like yeah but you, women respond better to the, the photos of us looking stern yeah any guy i guarantee you, you can do this experiment if, if any guys who have dating apps put photos of you smiling and laughing and then put photos of you looking stern and serious the stern ones will look but you'll get way better results yeah. way way better I ain't doing it because like I'm trying to be like an like a serious badass. I'm just doing it because it works. It's Calculated. I'm calculating. It's calculated. Like, you know. I'm, yeah, it, yeah. I'm gonna do what works. Yeah. You know. I do. I obviously I do post photos of me like smiling and stuff here and there. Yeah. But it's just like, don't complain because because that's what you want. Yeah. You know. But the same thing,
1: girls, when they're posting photos, they're not necessarily making it the most natural looking photo. Right. But it's oh, like, no. <laughs> it's marketing at this point, right? is marketing. marketing at this point. Yeah. That, to me, that, yeah. that's something
0: I, I teach guys is like dating and especially like online dating and stuff like that it's it's sales and marketing and like like it's product it's product and marketing and the marketing side of it is all like your photos your instagram like say like social media presence like the way you present yourself to to women online yeah and then the product is actually like who you are yeah do you make money are you in shape are you a good guy like have strong values morals like that's the product but if you haven't got the marketing now yeah. in today's day and age, if you have got zero marketing, good luck. No, because you're not going to get found.
1: the The example I've liked to use in the past, like if you're on Amazon, right, and there's like you search, I don't even know. Let's say you search body hair trimmer, right. There's probably I don't know, maybe 500 different options. But how? I mean, obviously there's reviews, and some are like sponsored. But generally, when I'm scrolling through, if one has like really high quality photos, that's the one that I'm going to click on, yeah. and it might be a shit product, right? But it's the one I'm going to give the chance. And I think there's a lot of guys that still are a bit uh. I get maybe five years ago, ten years ago, I get it where guys were like trying to resist the online dating thing, yeah. and it seems like oh, it's cheesy, it's for women. But what do you what do you say to guys who are still trying to be like, no, nah, it's just for attractive men, or like, it's just not going to work for me?
0: Well, well okay, that's like mm. it's just for attractive men. Yeah, most guys are way more attractive than they think. Mm. They're just trash at taking photos. Yeah, or they have a friend, or their friends aren't good at taking photos of them. Yeah, right. Mm. Little things mm. like that, man. If you just have, if you have. Just find a friend yeah. who has an like a DSLR and who knows how to use it. Mm. And he'll make you look like an 8 or a 9 out of 10 Yeah, if you're like a 5 or a 6. It, it's like in the same way that women do it too because women are really good at this.
1: Well, women, if you see a girl take a photo, she doesn't go take one snap. Nope, She's there, slight adjustment, slight adjustment, slight adjustment, maybe a smile, maybe not a smile. And, and then, then your
0: friend get, is telling her what to do too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I say, so, okay, the light's striking you a little better yeah. if you turn this way. And then they get 50 photos and they... Post two of them, maybe. See, yeah, huh. it's the same.
0: It's the same concept, man. It's a game. Yeah, it's it's just a game, man. Yeah. It's just, like, don't hate the game. Yeah, like you can either play it or you can just or you opt out. Yeah, and if you want to opt out, fine, good for you. But they're
1: not complain about it.
0: Yeah, don't go online uh, and complain about it if you're not even trying. Yeah, because it's really not. It's not the uh, fact that you're ugly. It's not the fact that you're like like women hate you. Blah uh, blah, bro. It's, it's literally like most like I think ninety percent of dudes would have way better results on online dating if they yeah. just knew how to take a good photo. Mm. It's really just that.
1: Well, some of them maybe have to optimize their style and stuff as well. But oh, like, yeah, don't yeah, wrong. Yeah. you can't look like a bum. Yeah,
0: but it's the marketing. But that goes into the taking of the photo, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, like knowing like how to color coordinate, knowing how to dress well, knowing how to pose. Well, yeah. Also, if you can go writing. out, and you can't get a good photo
1: of yourself. What is it? Is it like your facial expressions awkward? Is it your clothes look like really like just like hilarious? Like, I guess, but once you have photos, then maybe you can analyze or have someone else analyze and be like, all right, bro, like, yeah,
0: you got to change those pants out or something. Yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly. Like, and people, I think people are kind of resistant to that, like, real world feedback. Yeah. Because that, you know, can bruise your ego a little bit,
1: right? But how do you, okay, well, I want to get into this a little bit later. I want to get this a little bit later. All right. Because you've done the thing. That every man secretly jumped of doing right you've done the thing i'm glad you said that yeah
0: because there's a whole lot of people online who (laughs) hate at me who pretend like that's not the truth
1: no okay (laughs) sorry i'll tell you a funny story this is sixth grade so in in the states you have like uh i guess elementary school then you go through fifth grade and then you have middle school sixth grade to ninth grade which must be like i don't know if that's like 12 to 15 or something but it's before you go to high school right in sixth grade, the, the teacher asks us all go around and say what we want to be when we grow up. And I said, like, an NBA player. And everyone's saying things. There's one guy, Andrew, a funny guy. He says, I want to be an adult film performer. And he said it so loud and so proud. And <laughs> it's, everyone's at this awkward age. Right? Everyone's going into puberty. And everyone responded so awkwardly. But he said the thing out loud. Every guy's thought about it. I've thought about it. People have, everyone secretly thought about it. But you've done that thing.
0: You know what? And that's, that's, that's why I did it. That was the reason. It was because it was this outrageous goal. Like, I'm from a 3,000 person farming town mm. in rural Western Australia, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, so isolated from the rest of the world. No opportunity to, like, dabble into that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the most outrageous goal I could possibly think of? I'm like, this seems like it. Yeah. It seems, it just seems like one, it was like, I wonder if I could do it. Like, there's a curiosity aspect to it. I wonder mm. what it's like. Is it as cool as people think? I mm. think it is. Turns mm. out it's not really as cool as people think it is. But, it was more like if I can do that, if I can go from where I was to mm. like to penetrating that like industry, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like to be to, to go from yeah, middle of nowhere in Australia to like LA and performing with the biggest companies on the planet within like a couple of years, from nothing to that. I was it's I like audacious, ridiculous goals. I don't want Was that like- the first audacious, ridiculous goal you had? that you executed on? No, no, but like as in at that point in my life that was the main one. Mm. I've done I've done some stupid shit before that. Yeah. But, but to me it's like I don't want to live a life that, that everyone else has lived. Yeah. To me I want <clears throat> when I'm on my deathbed and I'm looking back through my life. I want to just have this list of like man, that was crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. And no one else is like there's no one else who's lived a life the way I've lived it. Mm. Like I'll, people don't people think my whole life has just been like adult entertainment i, probably, yeah. I didn't get into adult entertainment titles like th- well yeah like really quick 30. i really was talking
1: about it if you, if you guys are listening sterling used to be he's a retired adult entertainment star we'll yeah call
0: it. yeah there we go yeah. uh yeah but that was like i started that at like 30 okay like so- i, I have a whole life before that doing all
1: kinds of different stuff what was you know? the what was the most
0: like interesting thing you've done before that because i don't i don't i don't know i mean to me like i quite enjoyed like a lot of the broke backpacking I did all through South America. So this is uh, this Australian thing is yeah, real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well I, I I made like five grand stretch for like eight months. Like, <laughs> it's funny when you're young bro. and you're traveling how much the money can stretch.
1: You find the cheapest hostel it's a big at least in europe maybe not in south america but i used
0: to do that in europe yeah you'd make the money stretch yeah. make it stretch really well i wish i if i wish i had the budgeting skills that i had at that age now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: but as, but at that the budgeting almost becomes the priority at that age right we're like you're yeah. kind of planning out this trip and the whole goal is just like how do we do this as cheaply as possible how do we go to as many yep. cities as possible yeah yeah bro yeah.
0: now like some, like i have some amazing memories from that time like i used, i went i spent like you know days in the amazon jungle like Eating piranhas, like living with like dudes who live in the jungle, and then like a hut they've built on the river there. Like yeah, yeah. seeing like the world's like just enormous crocodiles like floating through the river and stuff that'll just kill you in an instant. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It seems really, really fun shit. Man. No, that's crazy. And it's and that's what and that's I I like those experiences. Me, mm. you know, I was never i have never I've never really been very materialistic. I mean, I enjoy like dressing well and having a nice watch or whatever, but mm. I've never really cared too much about material possessions more than anything else. I've cared about having unique experiences. So
1: that's kind of been like your guiding principle has been like, yeah. what's like some cool shit I can do? Yeah. And then go do it.
0: Yeah. And create uh, a story, man. Mm. People love stories. You yeah. love people love telling stories, people love listening to stories. You you want you want this just list of cool shit you've done. So when you're in your deathbed you can sit down and tell your grandkids, your great grandkids. Here's all the crazy shit that granddad did.
1: What what age did you start doing that? Because for me, I have a similar philosophy now, but it wasn't until maybe I was like twenty four well, maybe still not that old, but maybe twenty four or so that I decided like I just want to start doing things that I think are cool now. Because before yeah. that, I was more like I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't think I ever did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. Except like, once I left high school, all through high school, I was like the perfect like A grade student. Mm. Didn't like didn't drink, didn't do drugs. I'm very grateful for that. Actually, yeah. super grateful. I never did drugs. Yeah. But then like yeah, straight A student, top of the class, t- total nerd, geek. Yeah. Right. Still play basketball, still in the basketball team, whatever. Yeah. So athletic nerd, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but Same. <laughs> But did everything I was supposed to do. And then I got out to college and I started like just breaking the rules a bit more. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Now, like, this is where the fun is. The fun is like outside of the, the the beaten path. Yeah, that's where the real experiences come.
1: Yeah, it's like last week we were uh, two weeks ago, right? We were uh, yeah. on hiking out here in Bay. I'll throw a clip on it on the uh, the pod, and we found this like this path that
0: well, it wasn't a path, right? Yeah. We didn't find it. The problem is <laughs> we didn't find a path.
1: We saw some water we wanted to get to, but there was no path, so we made our own path there. But that's kind of I guess like an analogy for the for all these other things that's as ex- well. Exactly the point. You yeah. saw the adult film entertainment that was like us seeing that that lake. And I was like, man, I don't really know how we're gonna get there. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. I
0: want to. F- I want to figure it out. Yeah, I want to figure. I want to blaze that trail and figure out how to do it. Yeah, you know, because that makes things. That makes life interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Not not doing what everyone else does. So,
1: because a lot of guys, like even for me, when I started my YouTube channel, for for a few years I was paralyzed because I was like, man, kids I grew up with are gonna see it. They're like, oh, that's not the real David. He's like, he's pretending or something. Or a lot of people can't even approach a girl, right? And for me, that was me as well because, like, I'm afraid of what people around me are gonna think.
0: Right. How did you get in? But you kind not approach a girl. Well, no, no, I've had. Okay, I, I, that's something I've uh, have overcame. I since. call bullshit. <laughs> sorry, eighteen-year-old hey, David couldn't approach ah, a girl. Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay,
1: because I was so afraid what other people would think. Right, right. Uh, things have changed since then. My mindset changed since then. But like when you were going into the adult film industry, I imagine it at least crossed your head. Like, what are other people? What are my family? What are friends? What are people I know going to think about this? Like, how did? What was your mental framework for dealing with that? Because I think a lot of guys. Don't have that mental framework. You know
0: what? I honestly didn't give a shit what people thought of it.
1: That's, how come?
0: that's what allowed me to do it. I don't. I've I've always been very very immune to like peer pressure. Mm. I kind of prided myself on that. Mm. That's why I never did drugs. Mm. Like so, I, the town I grew up in, everyone smoked weed. Mm. They grew it. Everyone mm. grew their own goddamn weed in the forest. <sighs> like that's how much weed was being smoked in my hometown. Yeah. and I never touched it because I never gave into peer pressure. Yeah, and I kind of prided myself on that. Yeah, like, I would never give into peer pressure, and I would. And if someone told, and the other thing, if someone told me I couldn't do something, I would ha- have to go and prove them wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's a ridiculous. If, if someone t- told me, oh, that's a ridiculous goal. You'll never get in, into the porn industry. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Watch me do it. That yeah. just gives me fire to did, go and, go and do it. Did someone challenge you on that? I think I think someone must have at the initial initial stages. I'm like, yeah. like, or they've given you that kind of condescending or you? Or you
1: mentioned that maybe, well, that's kind of happened with me on YouTube. Like I mentioned maybe Star was going to do it and then people were like, no, that's not going to be a YouTube." No way. Right? Like
0: that yeah. kind of condescending yeah. comment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Maybe they didn't say necessarily you can't, but it's like, really? Like you're, you're in Australia. Like, how are you going to do that? Like, really? Yeah. That kind of comment. Like, yeah. watch me. Yeah. Just watch me. Huh. So all I, that, thank you. Because I. that's all I needed. Huh. I just needed you to say something like that. That just gave me everything I needed to make sure I accomplished this know, yeah. and, and I don't like. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's like some like lofty moral goal. It was a totally selfish, like hedonistic, degenerate thing to do. <laughs> Guilty is <as> charged, <laughs> but at the same, but you can't deny the fact that it's a very, very like it is probably the hardest industry on the planet for a man to get into.
1: Yeah, and it's still like a framework that you can copy and paste anything else you're trying to achieve, right? Because totally. at some point you have to like whatever work it backwards. Like, hey, what, what's the first thing I have to do? Yeah, but something interesting you said was um because I'm also someone who like. I've always prided myself on not giving into peer pressure and I didn't really go to parties in high school, didn't really drink or do drugs, but that to me, I never saw the parallel between that and and to where I am now, but maybe Mm. there is a parallel there and and maybe there's some guys who don't realize who are good at like not giving into peer pressure, but they're afraid of like other social judgment and it's like, I don't know, maybe just being aware of that can help some guys, you know, be like, oh wait, I'm already kind of doing this. I just have to apply it to something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think not like, I think not giving into peer pressure is the same as not caring what other people think of you. Mm. Um, I think that is a really a, su- a superpower. I mean, to kind of finish answering that question you asked is like, I I wasn't really concerned what I kind of like my friends knew who I was. Yeah, like they knew I'm a degenerate. Yeah. They knew I was like a kinky, perverted kind of guy. Anyway, okay, that wasn't a surprise to any of them. Okay, so when I told them I was doing this, they're like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Well, what about your even fa- my sister said that? Okay, when I, was I say, when what about told your family? my sister? Yeah. Like, I was probably doing it for like six months, and I f- t- finally told my sister, and she's like. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: What about your parents?
0: Uh, my, I didn't have a mother. My mother has has she passed away oh, from cancer. Sorry to hear that. That's yeah. is what it is. Uh, but my, uh, well, my dad, my dad was the only one who was like, because my dad's like now he's like seventy, so like he's old, yeah, baby boomer kind of kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, his impression of what the industry was, he assumed I was doing drugs. Okay. He just assumed it was full of like cocaine and heroin, and so he
1: was more worried about that.
0: Yeah. So he thought. When he heard it, he was like, he, he felt disappointed because he thought I turned into a druggie. Uh. And I'm like, no, 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 Dad, like, chill, like it's not like that. I'm, like I'm getting STD tests like every week. Yeah, super healthy, super so, super safe, no drugs at all. It's kind of like you can't do drugs and do the job. <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> I does not work I'll, that way. You didn't work. I've, I've I've seen
1: some interview with it was a female porn star who mentioned that a lot of times females are on drugs during the
0: shoots. Is that is that true? Is that not true? So. The girls in LA will will party and do cocaine and stuff like mm. on the weekends or outside. Like, and you know if they go to a party in the evenings, mm. but on set, no one's doing drugs. The yeah. only exception is really some girls will because like, because weed is legal in California. Yeah, some girls will have like a weed pen yeah. and they'll like. But even then, you know they're not they're not technically meant to smoke it on set. They'll have to go off set like as an outside the house yeah. to, <laughs> to, like, to smoke a, to smoke a little bit of weed. Yeah, yeah, but that's that is all they really do. Like no one's drinking. No one's like high on like anything else. Yeah, like. And because we, we have to like sign like model releases and stuff, and you can't you can't consent if you're like under the influence of stuff. Oh, Interesting. So like it's it's actually like there's a lot more paperwork and legality involved in the industry than people think. I heard you talk about it's this. Kind on, of boring, like that. Yeah, I yeah. heard you <laughs> talk about this on Thurston. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you get there. You said basically you get there, and for most of the day you're just kind of sitting around waiting. huh? Just paperwork. Yeah. And like waiting for her makeup to be done, waiting for the lighting guy to set up stuff. Yeah. A lot of waiting, man. You gotta be a very patient guy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I mean at the end of the day, I mean, I just know from YouTube. I guess you, if you're setting up like a
1: scene that and I don't shoot those type of scenes in my YouTube videos but I can imagine if there was like even when I'm setting up this podcast right I'm like I'm, I checked each of these cameras like 10 times yeah. and the mic like 10 times yeah. so it
0: makes sense it makes sense and every, think about it every, every guy in who's a director or a cameraman in that industry is actually a classically trained like film school grad mm. so the, the ju- here's the fun thing if you ever life hack if you ever want to film like a like a movie a, a documentary like any kind of you know video media like a that would normally be like high budget, let's say like yeah, like a movie, a, a video course, a, a documentary, whatever that. Use porn people. They are just as talented, and they're they're just as talented. They have no union. They get the work done twenty times faster and like ten times as cheap. They're amazing. It's a life hack. Interesting. Because they all they all know the, all have the exact same skills. Yeah. They're not confined by like. Like screen actors, film actors guild, any of that, those unions. Yeah, yeah. So they can char- they just charge just for their time. They bring all their own gear. And bring, your own, bring your own gear. Yeah. They'll like they'll, they'll get up on top of a table to like change a light and stuff just yeah. to get out of like get the shot done, get out of the
1: day. Yeah, I, got, I know, no, because I have definitely some people who are traditionally trained, and maybe this isn't just for film, is for anything they. Sometimes we take too much pride in something to the point that it's like, hey, this just isn't like efficient. Like we just need to like get like a zap shot that people in the per- past,
0: extra little percent.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, this is gonna end up worse now because the rest of us are just like waiting or something. That's just uh like that's that's good enough. That's good enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like that. They're like they just they just they're every, the secret to, of the porn industry yeah. is that everybody just wants to go home. Yeah. Everybody's wanting to go home. That's literally even, even you as well. Like everyone just wants to get the paycheck. Okay, and leave. So you know you don't you didn't enjoy it that much the actual like no I, act? I okay I I really enjoyed working there were certain companies I loved working for because they their scripts were hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> those are the companies I just loved working for like we could I like I I personally love the acting part of it okay like my dad's like a, a stage actor like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. an amateur stage actor back in the day yeah so it's just like. I kind of, kind of guess, kind of inherited that firm. That so, Phasian. So you part. enjoy those? The first five minutes, everyone skips past. Yeah. You, you enjoy that part. <laughs> I love that. Bit. And that makes me cry. And people just skip through that. I'm like, man, you don't realize we spent, we spent like two thirds of the day. On that five minutes, you skip through, <laughs> the like the other thing you don't skip through is like one third of the entire day. We spend all this time, all this time on like this, the setup and the plot, and I'm like getting into the script and I'm formulating my character, and you just click skip. <laughs>
1: People, yeah, get to see where like the thumbnail at the bottom, gets to the right Yeah, <sighs> yeah, it sucks.
0: Interesting, but I, I liked it. I got, to, I like, I like playing a bad guy. I like playing like there were certain you know companies I used to shoot for. I'd always play like the creepy uncle or the or like the the uh, blackmailing boss or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just really because I'm not a bad guy, I, yeah, I like to consider myself like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, and so I enjoyed being able to experiment and play around with those characters and see okay, what is it like to be an asshole? What is it like to be like psychopathic? What is it like to be a bad guy? What is it like to be to indulge in this side of the human psyche? Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed. You enjoyed that more than the sex? Yep, way more. Okay, yeah, it was way more interesting for me, okay. and and just. Shooting really stupid funny shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like those are the best days when you're on you know set and you're just laughing all yeah. day at the script, uh-huh. and like you and her are laughing, the director's laughing, the, his assistants, like everyone's just cracking up, cackling. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you all know how stupid this is. <laughs> you know, and then the, the final product, someone is going to whip their dick out to it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's why. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, so I heard you say on Thurston, there's like three categories of girls, right? There's one like you get a set, there's the chemistry there. I think you said the second one. Like, they're professionals, so they turn it on when the moment needs to be there. And the third one, they're maybe just, like, divas. And it's just, like, kind of annoying working with them. That's basically it, yeah. Now, let's, not, let's throw away, like, the, the last category, whatever. Is like, I get that could just be annoying. But for, like, the other two, how do you compare that sex to, like, good sex n- not being filmed? Just, like, regular.
0: Yeah, yeah. The thing about being filmed and, like, having a director there is it's kind of, like, you have to have sex for the camera and the, the viewer mm. and, and for the director. You're not having sex for yourself, in a way. And so it takes away all the, the fun and the pleasure from it, hmm. all, and it takes it's that's why the chemistry is so so that's why when, when you have chemistry with someone on set it's amazing because it it cr- keeps that spark there that you would not normally naturally have in your private life, and it takes away from the fact that you've got a guy there being like you know open up turn this way turn that <laughs> way the lights over here cameras over here like move this way we need this shot we need this key shot this key. shot. Is there
1: a lot of pausing? Like, is there? A, okay, Quantum okay,
0: board? okay. Uh, uh, at least the first time you work with the director, yeah. First time you work with the guy, you have to like learn how, like, what kind of shots he wants, like how he lights the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to understand the script you're working with because there's certain positions they want to see. There's a lot more kind of scripting to it than people realize. Yeah. So, but once I know how he shoots and how what he likes to see, cool. Now we have kind of rapport. The next time it's kind of way easier, and then the time after that it's flawless. Then he won't stop me at all. Okay. The first time, there's going to be lots of stopping and starting. And you
1: know what to be aware of after that. Like the camera's yeah. over here, so maybe I need to position things a little more this way. Or yeah, because every,
0: every director kind of has their own style and they shoot a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So, but my goal is to make sure, is to my goal basically is to make, give him what he wants. Like I'm solving a problem for him. That's the best way. I, that's the mm-hmm. way I looked at it. Yeah. It's like so I want to make I want to provide him with as smooth a day as possible. So the less he has to stop me and and give me directions, yeah. the happier he's going to be. Yeah. Happier I'm going to be. The jobs. It's easier for me if he doesn't. Yeah. If he doesn't stop me. Everyone's happy. Like we we get home quicker. The, the scene gets shot easier. No stopping. Everyone wins. Are you still friends with anyone from the industry? Uh, yeah, I stay in touch with a couple of the guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's um, it's a it's a bit of a shame because a lot of the industry is very very like woke, mm. like uh,
1: California. Be, just because it's in LA. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, like my kind of worldviews. In the the, really the, mesh with the
1: actors, me. the directors, everyone kind of buys into that.
0: Ninety nine percent of the actors, yes. Yeah. Uh, and there's a handful of the directors that aren't. Okay. Are kind of more like, like you could say, like right leaning. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's probably because of the ones who make the money and have to pay pay the check right checks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny how that works. When you have to write, when you have to pay people, yeah. you tend to become left less left leaning, like politically and socially.
1: Yeah, I'm someone who definitely, and maybe this is the path that everyone goes through, right? I used to be more liberal and left leaning. YouTuber. And and maybe some of that's how we're. People don't like this word, but groomed during like school years, and that's most people who choose a path to be a teacher tend to be more left leaning, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think the moment that, and I think little by little it shifted, but the moment it really shifted was when I started making more money and having to. I guess you start to see how the world really works, maybe. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Not that like I, I I feel kind of politically homeless, at least in the United States. I don't I don't love anyone, but yeah. Yeah, you start to see the, the left a little bit more like, that would be nice, but then the way things are executed just turns into a shit show.
0: Yeah, I think the fundamental thing that people get wrong when it comes to like, you know, let's say politics and policies like that is they get human incentives wrong. Mm-hmm. Incentives matter. Mm. Like what you incentivize people to do through Money, mm, yeah. or through any other kind of usually know, money reward, usually money, yeah. that will dictate what people do. Yeah, like just just follow what if you just follow what the incentives are. It's very very easy to predict predict behavior. Yeah. So if you incentivize people by just giving them like people don't value what they get for free. So if you give people free stuff, they're not going to value it.
1: So like pandemic, people got their checks and then people were working less people got lazy and want to stay home yeah yeah exactly yeah very simple equation it's it's really not that complicated and i
0: kind of i totally agree with you when you say like you feel kind of politically lost like like, I, I don't think Democrats and Republicans are any better than each other. Yep.
1: I think they're the same at the end of the day, and they keep everyone focused on, like, the culture war issues just yeah. so that you can have some type of, like... Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're, most people who have power and have money in the states are probably happy regardless who... who oh, win. totally. They're protected.
0: I, I tell you, every, it's, it's kind of ironic. Like, every single one of, you know, let's say, like, um, California bourgeoisie, yeah. high-earning individuals who preach wokeism... Yep. They all have an accountant who makes sure they pay as little tax as possible. Of course, they. Ain't, I, I don't see them donating millions of dollars to charity. I don't see them, you know, helping out the homeless in San Francisco. Yeah, I don't see them doing that. I see them just hanging out in their Beverly Hills mansion. Yeah, going to like the Met Gala, wearing a fancy retarded dress. It's more a culture thing for them. I think probably they think that's what's like
1: cool and, in in there, and maybe in their like hierarchy of like social status, that is what's cool. It's, it's but all, then
0: it's like, but it's more about that than what actually like the actual issues. Is. It's it's totally like. There's no substance to, to yeah. it. It's mm. purely gesturing, posturing. It's a it's virtue, signal. it's virtue signaling. It's all it is. It's all it is, man. Yeah. And it's and I'm really, really grateful. I think I think Donald Trump was one of the f- best things to happen to the internet because yeah. Donald Trump came along and like just started talking shit, talking smack mm. all the time. Whether you hate him or not, whatever. Yeah, you, you can't deny the fact that he had a massive impact on like internet discourse. Yes, and I think now, and especially now that Elon's taken over Twitter, yeah. We now have this, like, finally, we have a platform which is basically free of censorship, for the most part. Yeah. People are actually able to express their own ideas, and people are able to kind of start, are starting to see through the bullshit. People who weren't kind of, like, hadn't woken up before are waking up faster. And at the rate at which people are waking up and aware of where they're being manipulated, uh, you know, how, how news and mainstream media is trying to poke at their emotions to race bait them or, like... Politically, bait them to like find an enemy somewhere else. Yeah. Like, the real enemy is the people who are trying to control you like that. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not Democrat versus Republican. It's like, it's the puppet master up here. Yeah. The the the, the elites or whatever you want to call it, but they're they're the ones who are really calling the shots. And it's like, I think more and more people are waking up and seeing this. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really positive thing. And we wouldn't have that. Without the incident,
1: yeah, I think most okay. You have like the baby boomer generation that maybe they're just like they're fully in on CNN, Fox, whatever. they there. You can't tell me anything. That, that's their worldview. That's how they grew up. They're not going to change their mind. That's like my parents, for example. At least my maybe my mom more than my dad. But like that's yeah. like that's their uh, their worldview. But I do think yeah, since Trump, since COVID, since with the wall, the woke stuff, the BLM stuff, whatever, everything that's gone down has caused controversy. I think I agree. I think the positive and there's a lot of negative that's come from it, but the positive is that. Now, if you look at, like, maybe alternate news sources on YouTube or whatever, those are gaining massively in popularity and massively in traction, while, like, the CNNs and the Fox, the the, viewership's declining. And and they're still holding on. They probably still have the more important, like, contacts in relationships in terms of, like, who was actually in power. But maybe in 10 years, things shift a little bit or something because our generation that's growing up, at least our – how old are you? 36. Okay, I'm 33. At least our generation is, I think, very more – Based, we'll call it in our understanding of things. I don't know about the younger generation, like the TikTok generation, too much, yeah. or the one directly above us. But uh,
0: I'm mm. optimistic for the, the Zoomers, mm. the ones that are below us. Mm. Um, I just worry about them frying their brains because mm. they're TikTok brain mm. like, and Pornhub brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually seriously worried about that generation, of, especially the men, yeah. the young boys. Mm. Like they're they they addicted to their phones. They're addicted to these like. They're on these hyper-addictive apps like TikTok and, you know, Pornhub, obviously, from while they're going through puberty yep. or their brain is still developing. Mm. That ain't good. We've ne- we have no idea what the long-term ramifications are going to be of this. Mm. It's a dangerous experiment that's happening right now. So I, I feel really badly for, like, young men who are going go kind of in that right now. But I am optimistic. They do seem very, very, like, switched on and less susceptible to, like, the kind of... Propaganda and programming Mm -hmm. that say baby boomers were very, very susceptible to. Yes, yes. No, I
1: I heard Elon say something interesting recently. There was like uh, a thirteen-year-old with a cell phone now has more access to more information and wisdom and knowledge and history than like I don't know, let's say the king of Spain did like fifty years ago, or maybe maybe twenty years ago. And it's it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah,
0: but people, I think people don't really also don't know how to use that information, or don't know how to discern quality information from trash information mm. um, I mean look at look at uh, let's look at like take it for example like a historian like let's say someone who was working in like the National Archives in England mm. like they had they had literally access to all these books and all this history all these records mm. like war records like Se- secret service records all mm. this other sort of stuff and it's like a historian can go into that and like find like the nuggets of gold and find like the connections between things and that that is a skill yeah because they're they're doing it with intents
1: right they're analyzing yeah. with intents where maybe young kids on their phone like you said as an experiment like who knows like, who knows what effect it's having i mean I'm, who knows yeah, yeah. worries me how do you feel about um okay this is kind of like this is a new uh, idea a lot of people are embracing in like the male self-improvement sphere we'll talk about uh, like reject modernity like embrace traditional embrace tradition, but, yeah. yes yes or like reject degeneracy right yeah and you're part of the sphere, but then you were also you also did porn, which a lot of people would consider. I, de- degenerate. Cont- I
0: contributed to the degeneracy. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and that's what I'm, I'm curious about. But you, you also told me when you came over here, I'm uh, a repenting ex, <laughs> a re- <laughs> repenting adult uh, film star. Um, what I guess. What are your thoughts? I'm just curious because a unique perspective, where you're part of this new manosphere, we'll call it, but you're also maybe part of the degeneracy, we'll call it. Yeah. What's your like take on it?
0: Yeah. Um. I, I kind of agree with that. I don't think it's good for men. It's not. I encourage guys to stop watching porn. Mm. It's one of the first thing. If anyone comes and consumes any of my material, the first thing they'll probably hear me say is stop watching porn. Yeah. Um, and I get hate from that from people in my previous industry, of course, for, for obvious reasons. Yep. <laughs> um, you might think it's hypocritical, and it probably like probably is because I didn't have I didn't have the understanding of the impacts of it that I have now. When I was in the industry, I was just getting my rocks off. Mm. They're wrong. Do I, re- do I regret it? No, because I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now to help guys if I hadn't gone through that. It's because I went through that experience, performing under high pressure situations like that, mm. that I can now help the average guy overcome like a little bit of anxiety when he has like a new girl in his bed. Yeah. So I had to go through that to be able to teach what I teach You now. can extract good out of the yeah. bad. Maybe. Does that mean that... Like, okay, I went through that, so you guys don't have to. Yeah. Like, they okay, were wrong. I enjoyed myself; it was fun. I ain't gonna pretend like I didn't enjoy myself. Yeah. Right. But did I contribute to degeneracy? Absolutely, I did. Mm. And so I'm, I'm trying my to do my part to make up for that. Mm. Try to fix the little bit of damage that I've done mm. by giving solutions to all these problems for guys. Okay. You know. So uh, yeah, I encourage guys not to watch it. Mm. I, uh, I think, I think internet pornography in particular is really harmful. Compare that to like back in the day a guy used to have to go into like an adult DVD store. Yeah. and like show his ID, prove he was like 18 yep. to get like a DVD of like uh, And he's got that one DVD he doesn't no, have, one DVD. he doesn't have 20 DVD players switching right. between the different right. scenes, yeah. Before, before that was a VHS tape. Yeah. Before that was just a magazine. Yes. yes. Right? And you know I think so many guys in our generation have that experience yes. of like, remember that, that memory of like oh you're finding your uncle's dirty mag stash or something like that if I didn't mean
1: we'd be traveling even to, to Spain with my family and there'd be nothing around and I'd get like some random magazine from the store that wasn't even porn man yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like a bathing suit Bro, bottle yeah. or something <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. every teenage boy
0: yeah. in our generation had that experience Yeah, like, yeah. like the Sears catalog yeah. the bra, the bra yeah. section I'll make it work you'll make it I'll work I'll make right. it work <laughs> well, but that, okay that tells you how susceptible yeah. the, the the especially the teenage male brain is to like the images of the female body Mm. how if a guy can fap to like the Sears catalog (laughs) like that that tells you how like little stimulation stimulation he needs yes to trigger that yes right so now we've dialed it up times a 100 more probably with what they've got now yeah yeah so i don't think i like i don't i don't you know say what you will about porn and Mm. you know it's effects on society porn was way less da- dangerous to society. I don't think it was dangerous at all to society when it was literally just that. It was like magazines and dudes and in like a in like, uh, um, DVD shops and yeah. stuff. It wasn't like a kid couldn't get it. Mm. A kid couldn't get access to it. Now they get, I think the youngest, they're getting exposed to it. Like people are getting this, young boys are getting their first exposure to pornographic material. I think it's like at like 12, 13 years old. So it's, it's even like crazy. pre-pubescent, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And again, they they're seeing it yeah. from another kid on, showing them at school on of their course. phone. yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like so they're even being exposed to it before their body is like um, mature enough to searching it. for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's nuts. Mm. And that, and we don't know what the long term ramifications are of that on yeah. the, the male brain. Mm. I guarantee it ain't going to be good. I can't imagine. <laughs> so like, if I could, if I could snap my fingers and and change something, yeah. I'd pro- I would snap my fingers and I'd get rid of internet pornography. Okay, and I'd, and I'd like. Oh, would I get rid of pornography entirely? No, because I think like, maybe I'm not I'm not there yet. Maybe one. Like, I've got friends who have come. Uh, but
1: this it serves it does serve some purpose maybe not in its current in huge insane form and like the yeah. the, re, the reality yeah. of it but in the old like i agree in the old form that it was in it served a purpose that maybe wasn't an unhealthy one
0: you know what i think it's uh, i think the purpose that it serves is that, and this might be a bit of a controversial opinion i think it saves marriages and i'll say i'll defend my, my are you here. are you saying it saves like bad marriages yeah okay because it's and it say it saves marriages where the guy is thinking about cheating mm because instead of cheating, he's gonna fap to like some some random picture of a woman, yeah. Rather than risk destroying the marriage and the family that he's created, so he so that that is kind of like. But what, that's the historical
1: purpose that it's probably served. Yeah, as well. that's what it was. Not doing. a
0: thirteen-year-old kid with 20, no. 30 tabs open. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it doesn't serve that purpose on that to that extreme extent know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, if I could snap my fingers, I'd get rid of internet pornography like yeah.
1: that instantly. So what are your thoughts on? um Let's say marriage, because I know when I talked to So you have some people now, like uh, I believe Hamza, that's one of his newer things. He's His new belief is kind of save yourself for marriage. Right. Don't sleep around. Um, relish it as the, I guess, religious thing that it was meant to be. Right. Like the covenant it was meant to be. And I understand where he's coming from. I don't fully agree with that. And then I was talking with Justin, Jay Waller, last time. And I know he subscribes to more. And I don't know if this is something kind of like the, the Tates have, have more recently popularized the idea of... Uh, having children with multiple different women, and that's not the opposite of the thing Holmes is saying. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think so. But that's also something maybe I don't, I don't fully understand or agree with either. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? Because I know from talking to you, I think you you buy into a similar yeah uh, goal. <laughs> you have a similar goal to have children with multiple women, like Justin. But I guess how come?
0: I think it ties back into that thing I mentioned earlier, where if if, if it's ridiculous, I want to do it <laughs> seriously, and if someone tells me I can't do it, it makes yeah. me want to do it even more. Okay. Like it's set to me, it sets me apart in a way. And I think I've worked hard enough and I've achieved enough success to where, and, and, and quite frankly, I want a giant family. Mm. I came from a relatively kind of small family mm. and I'm the only one, like so I I've got, I've got one brother and one so sister. They've they're both older than me and they've got no kids. I'm the last one. Right. It's down to me. I have to propagate the bloodline. So I better do it 10 times, 20 times over. And it's going to be, it's kind of hard for one woman to crank out that many kids. So just from a practical Logistical standpoint I'm going to need Multiple women To get like the, the Just the numbers I want So what's what's the number That you want 20 Why 20 Oh it's just a ridiculous number man Okay but the Again, blood Isn't it is It's is ridiculous the, But the bloodline <laughs> can live on The bloodline can live on With like 5 right It could It could But okay Think of it this way too I basically can create My own like Because my, my, the plan is Right the plan Is a homestead like a Like a self-sufficient farm Giant plot of land five sister wives, all with my kids, maybe a few like friends of mine with similar setups living close by. And then we create a a fully self-sufficient independent community. Okay, so this is a whole nother level we're getting into now. That's what I'm looking for. That is the ultimate goal, right? Okay. So We have firearms, we have cows, we book the cow every day, raw milk, Chickens, pasture raised eggs. I know where the, the food that's on my plate, I can see where it comes from. It's literally outside my kitchen window. That's the that's the garden that my my sister wives tend to every day. They milk the cow, whatever. The kids learn how to like feed the chickens and take care of the fences and, and take care of the animals. Hard, hard, like farm life. I want my kids to grow up hard. Mm. That's actually kinda of the way my that's why my dad and my uncle grew up. They grew mm. up on a farm. Mm. Tough. My dad grew up without running water. Yep. Without electricity. Yep. They used to share. My my favorite stories for my dad. So my, my it was my my dad, his mother, his father, and his two siblings. They used to share the same bathtub water. Mm. The, but youngest kid would get with the mum would go in first, mm. and then the next youngest, next youngest, the oldest son, and then the dad. Okay. And it all they'd all use the exact same amount yeah, of yeah. water. It's that that kind of tough. Okay. Living is what I want to replicate for my kids because that'll a couple of reasons. One it. I want them to learn practical, real life, physical, hands on skills because mm. that will te- that that they can use for the rest of their life. That makes them way more competent than anybody else they're going to come across when they grow up. That's the other thing. I want them to be able to out compete everybody. Mm. I want them to be independently minded, homeschooled. That's another thing. Mm. Not not going to plug them into a public education system. Mm. Not going to have someone else brainwashing my kids. Mm. I'm going to brainwash them. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. I'm going to teach them like how to actually be successful in the world and how the world really works because mm. I've figured it out. Right? Evidently so because I've had success in it right mm-hmm. so they're gonna learn all that they're gonna be tougher than everybody else they're gonna be more mentally resilient and more importantly they're gonna ha- literally have a fucking tribe mm. sorry to swear on your thing no, they've right. literally got a tribe mm. of their of literally brothers mm. like because i look at guys like andrew and tristan for example mm. and i'm like the reason one of the main reasons why they're so powerful is because they have each other yeah because they have that brotherhood they have that bond i wish i had that with my older brother unfortunately i don't mm. me and my older brother kind of are very very uh very opposite to one mm. other, unfortunately but I wa- so I want to recreate that on mass for my future family and have them like <laughs> they it's an entire football team you know yeah. like they've got they've got each other's backs yeah always no matter yeah. what happens and they've got and think of it that way like if one let's say I got, let's say I end up with ten sons one of them's a, one of them's a bricklayer one of them's a Freemason, like a mason one of them's like a with, good with machines one of them's good with animals blah 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 they've all got different skill sets if you need any problem solved, you just turn to your brother. They love you. They got your back. They're never going to betray you, and they have the skill set you need, and you have the skills that they need. It's a it's a fantastic setup to grow up with and to live life with people. That's kind of how people used to live anyway, mm-hmm. and that's why we that's why we that's why we have these this, this beautiful country, man. Mm. This was built on principles like that. It was built on big families helping each other out because. Countries start with like smaller incremental units and the smallest incremental unit is the family unit. So the stronger you can make that unit, the bigger and the stronger you can make that unit, I think the stronger you can make society. Okay, so this is actually very different from Justin's view, right? Right.
1: Because yours is a more like centralized view where you're all living in the same physical location and it's more about I maybe mean, it's not the nuclear family, it's like the I don't know. The, multiple <laughs> <laughs> <the> multiple, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's 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 joined together. And and I like what you're saying about like introducing hardship into kids' lives. I think that's important. I think that's probably one of the biggest problems right now is that yeah. the path of least resistance is that we're at a society that it doesn't need to be happening, and then it yeah. doesn't happen, and then you it's have people too comfortable, and then you have people who fold over from very minor inconveniences in life. Right? Damn. It's like okay, that's not a big deal. Um, I have a lot of questions, but but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the main one would be. Is your idea then for them to kind of like stay living this farm life, or do you want them to have the choice to uh, to do different things in life? Right? It- yeah,
0: they, they'll have the choice, and it's. I think they will probably come to the conclusion. I would hope that they would come to the conclusion that I've come to, which is like that's probably the best way to raise a family. Hmm. I I don't think it's I don't, I think raising a raising kids on like a tough rural homestead is always going to be better than raising them in a city. Yeah, right. And I think my I hope that my future kids, my future family, will come to that conclusion, they'll see the benefits they've had because they'll see how much more competent they are than some somebody else who's grown up in the city and lived with a silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah, I think they'll come to the same conclusion. Okay. I th- that's, I th- my, that's my intent. Yeah, no, that
1: makes sense. So they, they'll be able to have those experiences. Oh, but, totally. But, but they're grounded in it. They can, they can, they can
0: go place. out, find their own wife, yeah. bring her back. Yeah. I, I intend to build like have a, have enough land that multiple generations of my family can stay there. Okay. You know, It's not just going to be big enough for me and my family, it'll be big enough for my kids' families.
1: So I think the challenge to me would seem would be not the kids, but, but the women. Yeah. Because yeah. I know <laughs> I have other friends as well who like the idea of not cheating on a girl, but having a relationship that's, hey, I want to also be able to date other people. And they always seem to run into I mean, into an issue sooner or later. Yeah. So what what like how do you how do you navigate that? And do you think that it is gonna be possible to find three, yeah. four women who are actually down for that? And it's not because the problem seems to be Women with a with a powerful, successful, successful enough man, let's say, I feel like they'll buy into it at
0: first, but then doubt, some doubt creeps in at some always, point, right? Some always. doubt creeps in at some point. Yeah. And the first step is to be completely open and honest about it. Like, so that's why I'm, I, I literally talk about it publicly. But like, first date? Is that something? Ah, Justin to me mentioned, I'm like, all, yeah.
1: maybe not the first date, maybe after that, once you've had the ability to make an impression. I know you mentioned also with, uh, being the uh the ex porn star let's say that i think i heard you mention that if that's the first thing a girl finds out about you a lot of times it's like an immediate close-off but if you're able to present it to them then it's like oh that makes sense
0: yeah 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 like because i like people make an assumption about you Mm. if they see like if they if they just hear like oh he did porn there's a whole host of assumptions people will make about you Mm. based upon that yeah one of my one of the things i like here i actually the, the most that i'm very proud of is that people people will say you seem very well adjusted for someone who did that as a job mm. um, so that's the impression that people get when they actually meet me and, then and women obviously out. get that too Yeah. and so then it becomes it doesn't really matter to them mm. like I've dated girls who are like literally like girls who are religiously Muslim mm. re- like really really Christian mm. you know have had like pastors for their fathers Yeah. and they did not give a crap mm. not a single solitary shit was mm. given about the fact that I did porn mm. not at all Yeah. it wasn't that that they cared about at all um
1: but in terms of the other thing now, let's say. Yeah. yeah and great. that makes sense. But everyone also has their own like sexual past, right? Everyone has their history. And then if anything, if it's porn, you it's actually probably cleaner, because I know you mentioned you get tested like every you're two weeks. So time, if anything man. it's even like a cleaner past than it's way, that's way is. cleaner than being a Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. Way yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, like women do not care as much about men's sexual past mm. as men care about women's yes, sexual past. Yes, of course. Of course. No it's nowhere near the same. But then the problem is now, you're on a date with a girl, you're bringing up the uh how how do you bring that up on a first date yeah okay well i talk about i talk about the plan i talk about he's like i'm like i don't like wasting time Mm. you know i won't even at this point i don't really even go beyond i'll go on a first date to sort of vet a girl and see what she's about and see if there's any chemistry there and see if there's any potential there yeah and i'm kind of asked i'm kind of doing more of the the vetting than she is i'm checking to see if she ticks my boxes Mm. certain boxes like unvaccinated, that's a big one. Uh, <laughs> a few other things, a few things like that, right? Yeah. Bisexuality is a big one. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for me, mm-hmm. right? Because if she's bisexual, or not, maybe she doesn't have to have dated women, but if she's bicurious, mm. if she's down for threesomes, okay, that's going to be way more conducive to the sister-wife setup.
1: Uh, okay, so it's not so much about actually having a threesome. It's more the like, if she is open to... Something like a threesome in the past, then yes. she's probably open to maybe other women being involved in the bigger picture. Exactly. Okay. She's got
0: she's got less of that jealousy in her, mm-hmm. right? But well, so this she'll still have jealousy, but it won't. But but it, it manifests differently. Mm-hmm. Like she'll still have jealousy like, in let's say like a threesome scenario, but it'll manifest in like competitiveness in a sexual sense, mm-hmm. rather than it'll manifest in like insecurity.
1: No, it fits with her worldview. We'll call it maybe it's a simplification, yeah. but yeah. yeah.
0: So that's so I'm vetting for like, not super overtly. I'm try- I'm subtly trying to vet for things like that, and then. That's the, if that, that's date one. If I don't see the green flags I want to see, I don't even entertain it anymore. So this has to be. I'm not to wasting be, my time.
1: How how much does this limit the dating pool? And I know it's not a problem for you to meet girls and, and and be single and hook up with girls. I know you've been there, you've done that, and now you have different goals. But how much now at this with this reality? How much does this limit the dating pool? Because I don't it makes know you, yeah. how many what percentage of girls are bi curious or like in that
0: stage currently. But right, it makes it way. It's, it's it makes it. It saves me time because I have to just. Because my standards are ruthless now, and you're not, you're just not interested in a one night stand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really am not.
1: At some age, maybe it really changes um, a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I would rather have again. Like I, I quite enjoy having multiple women at the same time in my bed. <laughs> yeah. Call me a pervert, whatever you want. Yeah.
1: Right. So oh, maybe, if, if it's that type of one night stand, then you're interested.
0: No, okay. Like if it's like, but even I wouldn't even make it a one night stand. I'd make, I'd make that like a regular thing.
1: Okay, right? okay. Because I'd, so if it doesn't have that potential, I'm not yeah, interested. Yeah, it's not
0: like right? potential. I'm not even going to entertain the idea. Um, I've had, I've had my dick software. I don't need <laughs> my wiener socks, like randomly every
1: now and then. Yeah. No, when you go through that, sta- because no. the, it's the first time, especially when I stand, there's some degree of hassle versus like enjoyment where I feel like if I, if I was single now, I'd be more, yeah, I'd be more interested in having like steady, consistent things with people I know. It's going to be a good, enjoyable time. I'm not wasting time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah so that's, so I, I'm vetting on the first date. And then if she makes it to the second date, when we talk about the I talk about the plan. I'm very open and honest about what I want for the future. If she wants to come along for the ride, cool. Mm. It's, it's obvious it's like I ain't coercing women I ain't forcing them to do anything they mm. want to do I'm like here's here's the train you can hop on or you hop off anytime you like the next station you can hop off or you can keep going right to the end so let's say you go on 10 dates and I, I'm a numbers guy so I'm statistics statistically I know obviously
1: there's been some pre-selection that goes into that but we can, we can ignore that do you think there's some chance with each of these, these 10 girls you're hanging out with for the first time right. what percentage of those now passes that test that maybe they're um, they're unvaccinated and they're by curious at minimum, and obviously there's a good vibe as well. Yeah, there's more. It's more to it than just that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, know,
0: I know. That sounds really superficial, well, but <laughs> but also like the
1: other standard things you'd bet for. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Like what percentage of the of those ten would say make it through? You think? Yeah. What have I done this week? So let's go. Okay, so this week seven of those seven, so- or eight of those eight, uh, probably I say two of those eight.
1: Okay. So- and then what, what what percentage, when you get to that second level, do you think, when you actually now pitch, let's say pitch them? Probably 50%. Okay. So, so that, the, that the betting at first is…
0: That eight will go to two, and that two will probably go to one. Okay. I mean, I'll, and I'll probably, re, after I'll again, I'll probably be, I'll be repeating that kind of vetting process for, like, the rest of this year.
1: Okay. And in this stage of your life, where are you generally meeting women? Instagram or…
0: Uh, yeah, dating apps and Instagram, basically. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, I've had this weird inflection point with my Instagram when my, where, like, women are DMing me now. Mm-hmm. Something with like my reels going viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. To be like, I'm, I'm sitting there talking, trying to help dudes. And I got all the, and I, now I have all the, But
1: you're one of the only people like very openly talking about sex in more than a surface level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I talk about it from a, a kind of a deep psychological level. And women are very much resonating with that. Yes. My inbox is now filled. With, it's not only, obviously, I'm getting, you know, I've got women who are hitting on me, whatever. Yeah. But I'm actually, it's also filled with people who are in relationships women who are happily married or have a boyfriend or whatever, and they're DMing me, DMing me saying, thank you.
1: This is helping me save yeah, our relationship. I showed this to my boyfriend mm-hmm. and now I'm
0: getting the sex I want. Yeah, yeah. Or something of that, that, yeah. that bit, something like that. And to me, that's amazing that women are being exposed to this material and they're coming they're coming back to me and giving that kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's working out quite well. What's the right mindset for a
1: guy to have in terms of his sex life? Not just on like, uh, a first date or a second date, cause I think that's going to be more about leading the way, you know, kind of just being the leader and things like that, and, and using the right techniques. But like moving forward with the relationship, what's like the mindset to bring into the bedroom? Do you think?
0: I think the best dynamic that I, that a, a really healthy, long term, sustainable, and pleasurable, and enjoyable dynamic for both the man and the woman is one in which she is craving sex from him more than he's craving it from her. Like in in one in which she views sex as a reward for her. More than he views it as a reward for him. So, what does a guy do to like craft that dynamic? Okay, cool. So, again, like like I I kind of alluded to before, I I like to borrow little bits and pieces from you know Dom sub dynamics, and just from from like the first sexual interaction, you can start implementing things like teasing and the 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 art of coquetting. So, coquetting is what strippers do. Coquetting is sexualized push pull okay so think, think of it, if you go to a strip so like bar, i'm gonna give it to you i'm not gonna give it to you yeah i think what what does a stripper do she like grinds her ass up on you and then when you touch her thigh she smacks your hand away yeah you can't touch her but i can touch you yeah that's the kind of dynamic she uses yeah. right similar situation guys can do this mm. but guys just don't yeah guys are just thirsty horny motherfuckers and they, just, yeah. they, just, they want it all at once if i can get it now i'm gonna take it now yeah yeah, yeah. so take a breath for a second <laughs> get control over yourself and then control the dynamic mm. It, all, you just have to pause for a second and be like mm. okay cool now, like daddy's in charge mm. here's what we're gonna do mm. like make her beg for it mm. only give her the tip that's one of my favorite one of the best <laughs> games you can play the, the just the tip game just the tip just the tip and then like okay like a little I'll, I'll go into like a, a specific example just, just do because like this, this is fun I like yeah. this yeah. Yeah. so it's like you just give her the tip and then you tell her you have to beg to get the rest of it like mm. the full length of the shelf you mm. have to beg for it maybe mm. and lo and behold you, you, I guarantee anyone trying this right now here's what she'll do <laughs> In missionary position, you, you just stick the tip in like a little bit, little bit, little bit, mm. little bit. You tease her with it. Mm. Guaranteed she's going to wrap, wrap her legs around you and pull you in. It's yeah. the first thing she's going to try after like 20 seconds, she's not going to give up. Women have no patience for that shit. Yeah. They they love being teased, but they, they can't last. Yes. Like it's so much more fun for her too, because she has to enjoy, uh, has to work for it. Mm. You're making her work for that. You're making yeah. her beg for it, plead for it. Mm. And they enjoy that dynamic. It's mm. sexy. It's fun for everyone involved. Yeah but it's so that's where it starts it starts with things like begging and teasing and this art of coquetting and sexualized and that's sexualized usually
1: that's usually part of the foreplay and yeah. it doesn't have to be that long it can be It, everything. Sound like. it can be everything. Yeah, okay. it can
0: be the in the foreplay part and could be during the actual sex itself okay. you know yeah. but by creating that dynamic you you're, what you're doing is you're kind of you're flipping the script of what is usual the usual sexual uh, dynamic there of like the man putting the woman on a pedestal sexually mm. we're flipping that and that makes women way more attracted to you long term as well, mm. because like if you're if she if she's pedestalizing you sexually, mm. w- well, why would she be interested in any other man on the planet? You're the, you're the guy. You're the guy whose cock she literally begs for. Yep. All right, fine. Like th- there's no one else. Yes, you're it. She's happy now. Yes, she is so happy to be with you and to have you as her partner. So I think that's
1: and that's just small. You think just these small things around sex yeah. will. F- Allow that to keep moving forward. Yeah. I like
0: I because these days are like I can teach like the little tiny little tricks and tips like, you know, that's one example like a of another yeah. fun game you can play. Yeah, on. exactly. But what's the overarching concept here? Well, that's that's what I'm asking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's and to me that it that is creating that dynamic where sex is a reward for her more than it is a reward for you. Okay. And like, say re- you can reward good positive behavior with that kind of sex too. Mm. Once you know what she really enjoys, how she enjoys getting off, uh, and another thing I'll add in there is like controlling her ability to orgasm, yeah. denying her orgasm.
1: So the same idea, same stuff, man. Got the same coquetting, 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 yeah. Coquieting. He's added
0: like a Mexican Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, Makes really cool. Uh, <laughs> but that idea, right? That's another. I, I talked to my friend um, yesterday. Actually, he was he started implementing this thing with his girl where he was denying her orgasm. Mm-hmm. It's something I taught him, and he was like, "Bro, it works really well." And one of the funny insights he found was that because this girl he was with, she uh, she found it difficult to climax. Yes, right. It was something, and a lot of women will have that issue where they'll they'll be too in their head, and it'll make orgasm more difficult, especially if it's with a new partner. They don't know the body yeah, too yeah. well. Whatever. So,
1: and they feel pressure sometimes, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. as soon as she's in her head and, and she feels pressure, she won't climb
1: Same as a dude who has ED or. Same thing. Or premature ejaculation, yep. right? You're it's in just your a, head. It's yeah. a female equivalent, yeah, of that, yeah.
0: right? So, with, with this. So, what he did was, with, with this dynamic was he said, look, you're not allowed to come until I tell you to come. Mm. That's the rule, baby. You can only come when daddy tells you to come. Mm. Cool. So now, what that does is it actually allowed her to orgasm easier because it freed up the responsibility and the pressure in her own head. Yes. Now she's not, in, now she isn't in control of her orgasm. Mm-hmm. Her man is. Mm-hmm. Relief. Mm-hmm. No, no responsibility. De stress. Yeah. And it's added like a kink aspect to it. It's added like sexual tension to it because what? But what if I want to come? Oh, mm-hmm. daddy says I can't. Daddy, daddy won't let me mm-hmm. so it makes it even more likely that she's going to mm-hmm. so creates that dynamic you're not allowed to come unless they tell, and tell you to come mm. and then you know den- and this is the other fun part denying her multiple times yeah building her up and she and she's telling you when she's close and you're yeah. telling her no you can't and you mm-hmm. pull it you pull out you top you stop all stimulation yeah. you let her calm down again and then you build it up again and you deny it again and you build it up again and you d- deny it again yeah, yeah. and then when you eventually let her orgasm it's going to be in it's going to be like 10 times as intense yeah. as it would have been at the first time because yeah. you've created you've created this build up yes that is again another example of this dynamic i'm trying to i'm trying to yes. instill in
1: guys and the, and that one orgasm is probably more maybe enjoyable is not the right word but it's more impactful and enjoyable and pleasurable Memorable. Th- than if it was three normal orgasms yeah. i'd say she's
0: worked harder for it Yeah, people yeah. value what they have to work for yeah right yeah and so it's, and it's all these are all this is all fun yeah like none of this is not enjoyable for both parties none yeah. of it is really work yeah when you can get when you get into the dynamic like that yeah it's super fun for everyone involved and everyone has a way better time mm. the guy feels like the fucking man yeah right because think about that think about being in that uh, dynamic for a second like yeah like she's begging for your for your penis and she's you're denying her orgasm you're in control of her body like that in a in a good consensual obviously pleasurable way like your sexual ego is through the roof mm. she's getting an amazing experience everyone's happy you know yeah. that is a far better dynamic than than what you know the average uh, married couple has yep. in like their stale bedroom mm. and
1: it's not that complicated. No, just a little bit. Like, I mean, I guess a lot of things we're talking about. Just having like a little bit of intent with what you're doing, intent rather than just it. doing it.
0: Intent. Yeah, that's exactly right. An understanding of the na- dynamic you want to create. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So after this, we're gonna go. Uh, w- wait, what martial arts do you train Because we're we're going to train some martial arts
0: after this with uh, well, with,
1: with Sterling's coach. Well.
0: So I, I just do boxing. That's okay. all I've ever done. Okay, so you do
1: know, boxing yeah, a boxing workout. Okay.
0: I, I don't have the leg flexibility to kick anybody. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I, I trained Muay Thai a few years. So I, oh, yeah?
1: I, my kicks are actually a lot better than my, my hands. Better work on my hands today, then.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, it's, but I've never been able to kick anybody. It's, <laughs> it's annoying. I've got long legs, too. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hip flexibility. <laughs> it's terrible, man. That's that's that, that, You'd think I'd have good hip flexibility, <laughs> yeah. given my previous career. No. Yeah. no, it's trash.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so far in Marbella, you've been here, what, three months?
0: Uh, I think it's six weeks. Oh, six weeks. All right, six weeks. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And you, you're planning to stay, it seems like.
0: I love this place, bro. Yeah. I love it. It's got everything I wanted. Yeah. Everything uh, and I wanted. I don't want to talk it up too much. We don't, we
1: don't want, really want people to Yeah, don't here. Come. <laughs> <laughs> At all. But what's for you, what was the one thing about Marbella that, uh, that made it the choice over? I know you were in Miami before, yeah. and then like, Dubai is always a choice. That was an option. What yeah. was the main thing?
0: It was a combination of things. It was uh, the brothers I have here. I've got a, a lot of really, very, very good friends here. Um with a huge, huge influence, more so than Dubai, yeah, yeah, I mm. think. Well, it was it was that, and then and then the other massive thing was the nature here. Mm. I love the fact, like the hikes we went on. Like as an example, yep. there's lots of nature around here. I love driving through Europe. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I've done a little bit of it, and I love it, and I want to do a lot more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got my I've got a super, my first supercar coming in a few weeks. I'm uh, sorry, I was right in like a, couple, sorry, in like a yeah, month or two. Yeah. Um, but that's so i can just explore this continent. Yeah. that i've always wanted to explore. There's so much to explore. I love that. And I think this is a good location to do it in. The sun's here the weather's obviously amazing. It's healthy. I like the fact that this town is healthy. Yeah. Um, like clubs like padel, like it's just full of tits and ass. You yeah. say what you <laughs> like about it. But at least everyone everyone there's good looking for a reason because they work out. Yeah. Like it's a beach town. Everyone everyone comes here with their with their beach bod. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it adds that little pressure to you to stay on to point. To stay on point. Mm. To eat and you can eat well so easily here yeah compared to america it is so easy
1: to eat healthy the food's fresher the only thing i know about spain is that they uh and i i came here every summer growing up because my dad's spanish there's not that many vegetables in the spanish diet there's a lot of like meat and potatoes (laughs) and uh (laughs) but everything's so fresh no i'm not complaining about it but it's it's just uh that's one thing in the states even though it's not a healthier culture they do a lot of vegetables just to give some credit yeah but uh it's
0: it's it's hard to explain. I mean, you probably you, you probably know what I'm talking about, but it's hard to explain to someone who is, say, an American and they've never left America, mm. how much American food tastes like cardboard. Yeah, it is it, so lacking in like even just a simple steak is so devoid of nutrition compared to like a steak that is is it just seems like there was properly.
1: there was one extra layer of processing or something that's applied to everything. Even you you get a said like you're like a Coca-Cola here, even. And like it's it's like a real sugar that you're drinking, right? It's yeah. not like some like artificial corn syrup or something. Small it's like very syrup. small things like that. It's all of that. But to me, the healthiest thing about Barbados is just that like I want to be outside all year round. Yeah. Versus a lot of places where maybe half the year or maybe three months you can be. But here, like every day, I'm at least gonna go for a walk with the dogs. Yeah. Or go go back jump in the beach for like a quick cold plunge That's or something. It. That's yeah. the other thing I like about yeah. this
0: place. It's a, it's a walk, at least where I live. Yeah. It's very walkable. Yeah. I like to be in neighborhoods where I can I can walk to the to, you know, go go clothes shopping. I can walk to my barber. I can if I need to go like grocery shopping, or whatever. I walk there. There's every, every there's like a dozen clubs and restaurants I can literally yeah. walk to from my house. Yeah. I love that. And I can walk to the beach. Yeah. And I can walk to my gym. Yeah. I love that.
1: I think the one thing Americans think when they come somewhere like this is because America is so commercialized where you have these big department stores everywhere. You have you know, Target. Or if you go to the grocery store, it's, just, it's massive. You go to Best Buy, all your electronics. And here you come and it's a lot more like mom and pop, like local type shops. Yeah. And at first, I think it seems less convenient. But uh, it ends up actually – maybe being more convenient sometimes like less options it creates uh, a healthier mindset i find
0: yeah it's i i I'll agree with that it's less hard to find like let's say with camera gear right let's yeah. say yeah you could go to like i need this one adapter for yeah this i need thing. like
1: this piece right here i could probably go to best buy in the states and have it in 10 minutes exactly. here i'm gonna like well am, luckily amazon's quick here as well so, so that so yeah. that makes up for it exactly you have amazon yeah so
0: you can that's what i do like if i can't yeah. if, I, if it's something really specific like that cool I'm just gonna. It'll Amazon. be here in two days. I'm gonna Amazon. It'll I'll wait two, two days. days. Fine. Yeah. yeah. But ev- for everything else, like the day-to-day stuff, perfect. Yeah. I don't need that extra like layer of like. I don't well, know. If I go
1: into the grocery store, I don't need to pick from eighteen thousand different yogurts. It's no, like, no, One of these three is probably good. No, I yeah, I don't need them. I don't need them.
0: I really don't. You know, I don't need a giant warehouse. Yeah. To like yeah. do my shopping in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I, I guess I'm more European at heart than I am American. I mean, I'm. I'm not American. But yeah. It was like I try. I've lived in America for five years. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I love it. America is the best place on the planet to make money. I'll say that. Yeah, the biz- you can't business beat it. is easy. There's no friction with business. If you can't make money in America, you can't make money anywhere. Yeah, it is the easiest. Everything's place. at
1: your fingertips. So there, convenient. There's always someone. If you need something done, there's someone who does that thing close by. Yep. You need. We need. Oh, we need to shoot. You know, our new clothing job like tomorrow, but like the one studio is not. What well, doesn't matter. There's 13 other photo studios in a one mile radius. Yeah. Exactly. You can yeah. do
0: things with speed. Yeah. Very very easily in yeah. America. It's yeah. all set up. It's set up for that. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: but then it, that makes it a little devoid of like. Uh, soul. Yes. I couldn't say it better. Yes. This
0: place has a soul. Yes. Yes. And I, my soul feels enriched by just living here. I agree. I am so happy. Even talking about this, you can see how happy <laughs> yeah. I am. Like every day I wake up here, yeah. I'm like happier. For being here like you know how like when you move to a new place sometimes like the novelty starts to wear off yeah it's the reverse thing is happening here yes where i'm just my smiles are getting bigger every day it, i wake up
1: it's the same it's been the same for us man it's been the same we're, yeah. it's, we're seven months in now and like when we first moved from boston to texas and i like texas a lot more than i like boston especially if i was to go back to the states i'd probably go back to living in texas but the first, yeah, first few weeks, like, oh my god, so cool, so good. Within like maybe four or five months, and we're like, ah, oh, but this thing's kind of annoying. Or it's getting like really, really hot now. Or it's like, or this, or this thing. Here every week, there's something new. They we like, like we don't, we. T- it's like a common topic of conversation with me and Julie, my wife. Where it's like, man, we're, I'm just so happy right now. I'm just so happy to be like we're just, <laughs> when you're saying it that. Man, it's just so we're such a good spot right now Marvin. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I, I personally really like being on European soil. We're all Europeans. Mm-hmm. Like Australians are Europeans. Americans are really Europeans. Yeah. We're all, we all come from here. Yes. This is our this is our home. Mm-hmm. This is where we're actually from. Yeah, and I like that. I like that idea of reconnecting with it. Reconnecting yeah. with all the history here. That's why I'm so excited to yeah, be able to drive through this entire continent. And yeah, I will go to every castle on this continent if I have to. Yeah. I will go to every museum. I'll take every tour. Yeah. I want to learn all the history of it. Yeah, because that's the history of me. Yeah, that's the history of where my blood comes from. Yeah. You know? so I think that's. I think that's. I'm passionate about that. I think it's very important to learn and to understand where we come from and uh, what made us who we are. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah.
1: No, you're in touch with the history here. All right. So to wrap up, I'm going to try something new. Second podcast only, but I'm going to give you five words. And that's when you give me like word association, the first word Ah, that comes to mind when I say it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Miami.
0: Ghetto. (laughs) Okay. Interesting.
1: Brazzers. Brazzers. Monopoly. Okay, true, true. Donald Trump. G. Oh, this next one's gonna be tough then. Andrew
0: Tate. Top G. <laughs> <laughs> no. no Andrew Tate, I'll, I'll, I'll say misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: didn't get to talk maybe next time we'll we'll dive more into your relationship with with, uh, with the Tates. And the last word padel
0: brothel <laughs> bro that place is a brothel
1: that's where we're headed now
0: yeah padel's the gym we go to it's not actually a brothel <laughs> no but you there's
1: uh in miami i've been to places where like or even in la where like you walk into venice uh gold's venice in, in la and there's there's steroids there's fake booties there's all of it's there yeah padel's like it's a jungle in padel it's
0: it's it's that bro. to the next level that was my first ex- so i'm glad we're actually gonna film here yeah because my first ever experience in my bay yeah was walking into padel Yeah. So this was a, a, almost exactly a year ago to today. Yeah. We 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 did a me and Justin and the tapes. you guys both stayed in this hotel. We stayed in this hotel actually. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we did a car rally. We started in London, went yeah. through France, through the top of Spain, through Portugal, and down to the bottom of Spain, and ended up and finished here in Marbella. Yeah. Like probably like ten day car rally, and we got here and our friend Luke, who lives mm. who's lived here for years, mm. first thing he does he takes us all to padel. <laughs> I'm just in this new town. I've never heard of this town before. Yeah. People are like saying, Oh, my bay is really cool. It's yeah. really interesting. You're going to like it. I'm like, Okay, whatever. Yeah. Walk in this gym. And you know where they're the elevator bit where they DJ sometimes? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, This this gym has like three smoking hot Latinas <laughs> DJing. <laughs> yeah. What is this place? What have I just walked into? And then, yeah, tits and ass everywhere. Like every dude looks like he's on like like 5% body fat and he's jacked up to the gills. I'm yeah. Like, wow. What an absurdity it in the back and it's it's got everything there's like yeah. a parkour section
1: yeah I'm like this place is nuts that's the first experience that's I had the too. first impression of the city uh, our yeah. friend rob rob Lipset, said he he took us there right when the first time we visited and it was the same thing i walked in and my eyes were like popping up in my head like this is a circus yeah it's great yeah. though i like it yeah
0: i actually i went on a date with a girl recently she's like uh, um i told her i went to bedell and she, her words exactly were my dad won't let me go there that place <laughs> is like a brothel <laughs> I was like hey, you got a good father the rumors are true but it's a good place it's a good place it's a great place Yeah.
1: alright so to wrap up any uh, like, where, where can people find you anything you want to mention yeah. that I can um, link
0: yeah you can find me on, on YouTube just google my name Sterling Cooper I'm the first channel that shows up you know, got so many resources there mm. where all the little technical things you could possibly ever want in regards to Fixing performance problems in the bedroom, so like erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation. I cover all that stuff, as well as you know different techniques for getting your partner off, having fun, more fun in the bedroom. That's all covered on my channel. It's all free. You can go check all that stuff out. And then uh, if you go to sterlingcooper.com, I have a bunch of uh, my paid resources and so my, my a bunch of ebooks and video courses that go. A lot more, more deep into, uh, you yeah, know, all these topics. Deep dive into all Deeper these than you can go in uh, on YouTube or definitely Instagram. Definitely deeper than you can go on YouTube. <laughs> right, well,
1: I'll link the YouTube, the Instagram, everything below. But thank, thank you, thank you, Mike.
0: It's been real.